You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. And welcome to episode number 87 of BNI The Australian Story. My name is Veronica, and I'm here with our co host here on the Mornington Peninsula in Melbourne, Australia, with Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Struggling a little bit today with uh, not much of a voice. And that was, uh, I've come back from the national conference with a bit of a lurgy. So we'll push through. Um, and if those people listening, the ladies like husky voices, uh, you'll get me to that. <laughs> or if you, uh, if you like a good uh, mafia film, you can also listen to it as well because we've got the head of Melbourne South here. The with Godfather. This the Godfather. <laughs> the, yeah. God, the Godfather of Melbourne South here on BNI. Now, I've got to say, um, we're recording this. We've been back from National Conference for a couple of days. Uh, just FYI, you don't have COVID because I know that would be the first thing I'd be asking myself. It's just a flu, which is catching everyone now as well. Um, I took so much away from National Conference. I came back like a giddy little schoolgirl. I couldn't wait to tell everyone about the takeaways, the world-class uh, keynote speakers, the vibe in the room and the energy in the room with five, 600 people. And all these people wanted to do was ask you how they could help you grow your business. I mean, it was just insane. It was B&I at a level I've never experienced, even going to other conferences. So what do you put that down to? Um, that's what B&I people do. They just go ahead and connect and, and network with each other. It's in our DNA. And, uh, yeah, wow, what a great national conference it was. Uh, it was really well organised. Congratulations to uh, B&I Australia and the organising crew. They did a fantastic job. And uh, we had great presenters there over the... Uh, well, we'll say two days because DNA team was there for, for day two as well. And it was just brilliant. Just got so much out of it. And the venue was great. Everything was great. Really can't complain. But, you know, that's what our BNI members do. That's the way they're wide. They connect with each other and they're out to build relationships. And, uh, you know, you probably got a bit more attention because you're, you know, you're the rock, rock star podcast presenter. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for that, Brent, too. I had people calling <laughs> me up in the ladies' toilets, asking, telling me their story so they could get on the podcast. I appreciate that. Little did they know it's up to me. It's actually up to you. But uh, we did meet so many people. I think we've probably got the next few weeks of podcasts sorted out uh, because just being able to have access to people from all over Australia. And, by the way, if you showed up at that conference, it was really telling about how you feel about your BNI membership. And I know people couldn't get there for some reason or another, but some people just didn't make the time to go or didn't think it was really worthy of their time or they didn't know what they were going to get out of it. I hope if you're listening to this, don't worry about all that. Just get there, show up, network with people from all over Australia because most of the top 20 performers in Australia for members were at the conference. Yeah, for sure. And the next one's going to be back in Perth like this year was supposed to be. Um, but they couldn't trust uh, um, Premier McGowan, Emperor McGowan over there this time to uh, leave the borders open. But it should be right by next year. 
Yeah, I think we can safely say that uh, events are going to go ahead now. And I think you just hit on something really important. It was so well organised. So, you know, once again, hats off to the BNI Australia team who organised that conference. It was seamless from the time you booked your ticket to the 2021 to getting the refund, to getting it reallocated to just every part of it. From the moment you walked in to the end of the meeting was seamless. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, once again... Uh, Justine and team, Avi, uh, even the local directors on the ground, Rebecca Rad, etc. Great job, great job, and uh, you should be really pl- proud of what you achieved. I even got a chance to speak. There was about uh, ninety odd people on Zoom, and after we presented, we went for a Q and A session with those people on Zoom, which was fantastic as well. Which you probably didn't know. I did not know that. So just people who are listening um, and members that are listening, Brent actually did a fantastic presentation. I was so um, happy to be there, Brent, just to support you as a Melbourne South member, but also there's a real sense of pride looking up on the stage thinking that's our area director. Your your, um, talk was world-class as well. And what made it really special and why you got such a rousing round of applause was because you just went into a deep dive into the good, the bad and the ugly of culture within BNI, BNI and also the visitor experience and how we can do it better. Um, it was it was just amazing. I was so proud of you and proud of BNI when I was watching that. Yeah, it's a bit of, bit of a hobby horse of mine, having great culture in chapters and, uh, and that affects our growth. If we haven't got a great culture, it does affect our growth. And basically the presentation was all around that. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, look, I don't want to hold up um, our next guest, who we also had the pleasure of um, making connection with at the uh, conference. So I'll hand it over to you, the godfather of our Ah, Thank you. Thank you. So um, we've got an absolute star on the line today. His name is James Grimmer, and he's from Positive Training and also the founder of Man Online. And uh, James uh, joins us from uh, B&I Melbourne East, where he's part of the... uh, the Synergy Chapter. So welcome, James. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you for having me. So, uh, James, we've got you on the podcast today uh, to talk about a few things uh, that you like, but I believe that you're coming up on the international podcast with Dr. Ivan Meister in a few weeks as well. I am. It's uh, episode 761, which uh, has a nice ring to it, I think, and it's coming out on June the 8th. And I recorded that podcast with Ivan Meisner about four weeks ago. Ivan's much more organised than us, V, I'd have to say. <laughs> yeah, but he, he does have a team. I would say it's is equally organised. And uh, what's, what, I, what is notably different about this podcast is that it's in Australian time zone, so that's a plus. <laughs> and secondly, there seems to be uh, quite a bit more time to really spread into the space. So with uh, Ivan, it was literally on and off within the 12 minutes. And his only words of wisdom were, you're doing all the talking, make it good. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. I, I'm actually interested to know, are they doing it over telephone or are they doing it on Zoom now? It's not via Zoom. It's through a, a a particular app. I don't remember the name of it. It's one of those particular apps that are uh, or, or um, 
formats that are used for recording podcasts from various locations. So I received all the login details and I simply connected. It was audio only. And I had a little bit of trouble with my audio, actually. Uh, do you want me to speak to that for a moment? Yeah, sure. So it was 4.45 a.m. Oh, dear. I knew that this was coming for many weeks, so I had a chance to prepare. And no matter how much preparation you do, you, you there's just, well, it, I believe there's just certain things that can happen on the day. And on this particular day, I've dialed in, I've clicked the links uh, at the appropriate time, uh, and I dragged myself out of bed only maybe 15 minutes before because 4.45's pretty early. And at their end, uh, I was having some challenges with sound. They couldn't hear me well. And we were trying to figure that out. And there was the, the clock was ticking and the window of opportunity was about to pass. And their tech person, uh, their tech person's name was also James. So it was a very confusing chain of events because it was James, can you hear James? James, can you hear James? James, can you speak louder, James? You know, and uh, anyway, eventually we, we did get it worked out. They, uh, they increased the volume as much as they could at their end and uh, Ivan gave it uh, the, the barest minimum of the thumbs up for sound and we went ahead. They could just use Zoom like we do. It'd be much easier. They could just use Zoom like you do, and it would be much easier. Yeah. Now, James, you've been a member of BNI for five years, I believe, and I have. four of those as a support director. And your category within BNI Synergy is business coach. But we'd like to ask our guests, how'd you find out about our organisation? Tell us a bit more. I have a background of being in hospitality. And for around about 15 years, uh, colleagues and connections and um, and so on would reach out and they would say, would you like to come along to BNI? And BNI at that time, my understanding was the, the chapters were only operating in the morning. I know that there's a few mid-morning ones uh, these days. And given that I was working through until midnight, 1am, 2am, and I was a huge advocate of networking, just not networking at 6.30am, going to bed at 2am. Uh, so I politely said no. And uh, over a 15 year period, I was probably asked at least once a year. So I was quite proud of my uh, ninja <laughs> tactics to be able to say no uh, politely without offending anyone. And no, 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 it's a little bit too early. And uh, years later, I transitioned into business coaching and I predominantly coach businesses that are in the food industry. And I was uh, up in Nowra, South Coast, New South Wales, doing an onboarding of a client. And this is a two-day uh, business health check type uh, onboarding. And for those that, that may not know what a business health check is, it's usually a, a, a two-day deep dive into someone's business to work out what are the opportunities and what, what can be done there. And um, this particular client said, okay, how does this work? And I said, well, I'm with you for two days. And if you go for a run in the evening, I'm coming for a run with you. If you're meeting a client for a drink, I'm there as well. And 
client meetings throughout the day. I, if you've seen the movie Meet Joe Black, where yeah. where uh, Brad Pitt as the character is just in the background for Anthony Hopkins continuously, well, it's kind of like that. So my client said, great, I've got this thing called B&I and you can come <laughs> as my visitor. <laughs> gotcha. Got me. So I'd, uh, I'd expertly... I'd expertly navigated it for 15 years and then I, I ended up um, being a, a visitor at this particular B&I. It was uh, B&I uh, Coastlink in Nowra, uh, New South Wales, and that was the beginning for me of B&I. So where did the journey take you to from there? Well, I saw... Uh, at least 30 members crossing the room with pieces of paper, uh, passing referrals. And I thought to myself, wow, uh, I've, I've successfully avoided something that's really cool <laughs> or maybe unsuccessfully avoided something that's really cool. And I thought, I've got to get me a part of this. And that was the slips. That's going yeah. back when we had slips and thank Paper you. Paper slips. It wasn't even really logged at all. I had a, um, a one of the members of, of another chapter say to me the other day, Brent, yeah, why can't we just have pieces of paper? Like why couldn't we hand each other pieces of paper to thank each other for referrals? And I'm in my head I'm thinking you've got no idea how far we've come from <laughs> that to get to where we are today. <laughs> well, I personally like, I actually like, I, I don't mind the slips myself. Um, it was fun. And I mean, it certainly got me involved. And when I saw those slips, uh, yeah, I thought, okay, I've got to get into B&I. And uh, obviously, I don't live in New South Wales. I live in Victoria. So I came back home, came to Melbourne after the successful two-day uh, business health check with this client, came back to Melbourne, and I started looking around for a chapter that was within Cooey of me. And I found that in just about every single chapter, there was already a business coach. Yeah. Yeah. So that led me down this path of uh, getting into a launch chapter uh, right at the beginning. And uh, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Good on you. And did it the hard way in the launch chapter, V, as well. So, uh, um, yes, <laughs> I would agree yeah. with that. <laughs> so, so, one of the things you really wanted to talk about today in the podcast was the importance of a call to action for BNI members. And over the five years as a member and as a direct consultant, you've probably seen this done really badly most of the time. So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I would say over the five years, including my own chapter and two chapters that I've supported, but I would have seen about a 1,000 uh, feature presentations or spotlight presentations or 10-minute presentations or eight-minute presentations. I know they're called different things in different chapters, uh, but the longer version uh, feature presentation. And I know that uh, members get up and, and they really do their best. And the members of the chapter who are listening and supporting really do their best too. They're, they They really want the BNI member to be able to win. They really want to be able to support that BNI member with referrals and do whatever it is that they they can. And in I would say 10% of instances, 
there's some kind of usable call to action at the end of the presentation where there's a clear and specific call to action that the the member who's delivering the presentation says to the audience uh, what I would like or what I need or how you can help would be and specific ABC. Here's what I would like or need you to do. In and sadly, and and I think uh, unfortunately, there's a significant opportunity that's missed for the other ninety percent. And in a lot of those cases, what happens is time runs out, and the member will say something like, "I'll oh, just for, skip forward right to the very last slide, which is a thank you and thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, and that's how you can help me." Or members might say uh, something like. Uh, why well, I'm not, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sort of deliberately tongue-tied there because they, 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 uh, there's this sense of, well, I'm delivering a presentation, but I'm not really quite sure how to ask. Yeah. So they typically don't, especially when they're on the spot. So I think that there's a significant opportunity uh, for members to be able to have a, uh, yeah, a, a good succinct uh, one sort of step call to action so that members can the, the members of the chapter who really 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 want to support that person can say all right now I know what to do because what happens the moment that that presentation ends I know it varies in different chapters in mine the VP presentation comes up next and there's like this sort of 20 seconds of suddenly you're now hit with another slide or you end the present. Uh, sorry, you end the uh, BNI meeting with the best intentions to be able to support that member, and then life gets in the way, and something else comes up, and we're hit with ten thousand or five thousand marketing messages, and then we're not quite sure what to do and how to help. So, what's a great call to action? What's one of the best call to actions that you've heard or seen? Well, I would describe a great call to action as as one step, one very specific. A clear step, which might be uh, we've spent obviously a long time on Zoom. And I know that there's some chapters that are still meeting on Zoom or still meeting some of the time, but certainly for the last, over the last 18 months, we spent a considerable amount of time on Zoom. So in that instance, it might be uh, for the member who's delivering the presentation to drop a link in the chat. And the call to action is, if you'd like to support me, feel free to go ahead and click the link in the chat and, for example, uh, spread the word, share my post or uh, register for some kind of webinar or, or something that is the that is the next step. So something um, just, uh, you know, dropped into the chat as a click is one of those very simple call to actions. Another one, when you're not meeting on Zoom and you're meeting belly to belly in person, in the room, it might be having a slip of paper on the tables in front of the members and the visitors that's simply a tick this box if you'd like more information or if you'd like me to follow you up or something that's really, really easy. Um, if, I love that. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you think of it like this, you've probably got a 30-second window of attention at the conclusion of your 6, 8 or 10-minute presentation to be able to hold that person's attention. So at the end of a 
uh, an in-person meeting, you can go around to those various tables and you can collect those forms. Uh, one way that I saw that being done very well was the form was a, a, a round about a um, double business card size for the printers out there. Uh, they'll be they'll be saying exactly what that size is, but uh, I don't know what that size is. But it's a double business card size, and it's some kind of fluoro color, so that when it's on the tables or your meeting spot, uh, it's right in front of you. And then the the presenter can really just refer to it and say, "See that bright orange document in front of you? Uh, if you're interested in more information, or if you'd like to learn more, if you'd like to support." my product or service, or if you'd like to pass my details on, just simply tick that box and I'll be in touch with you and arrange for that to happen. Love it. I like to think a really good call to action is when someone describes the their perfect referral partner who they want to meet and also lets the group know when they when they find that person, when they find that avatar, what to say and what the next steps are. So how to actually connect that person because it happens so often. You think, hey, that's a great referral for James. Oh, how do I bring this up with a person? Mm. Or what do I do next? Or if it's if it's something where it's a uh, where it's a personal conversation, that can be a bit hard too. So, you know, these sorts of things I think we need to sort of get across on what to say when you actually find that opportunity with that call to action. And we can do that in feature presentations and then also in one-to-ones. Yeah, I agree with you, Brent. And that might sound like if you hear this person saying uh, certain things about their business, like, oh, I wish I could find a great digital marketer or marketing so difficult or why is not anyone responding to my ads? And then the second part of that is, well, here's how you could introduce me. Would it be helpful if I introduced you to a digital marketer, for example? Yeah. And one of the other things too these days is uh, QR codes. Everyone's really used to using them. Yeah. And I know something like 10 years ago, like there wasn't a real big take up at QR codes, but now the pandemic's here. They've made a, a resurgent and they're pretty easy to create. You can actually create them for free on Google if you didn't know. You put a QR code up on the up on the presentation slide. So you can actually, people can take a photo of that with their camera and fill in the inquiry form on that. I love that too, Brent. So you're just sitting wherever you are in the meeting. And then take your phones out, scan the QR. Yeah. Fantastic one as well. Because it's all about making it easy and engaging, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Easy is the key. The easier that you can make it for someone to take the next step with you uh, or refer you or uh, introduce you to somebody, then uh, the more likely that you are to have success. I, I really love the QR code idea as well. And often I've seen members link that back to something called Linktree. Uh, which is one version of just a link that basically holds all of your links. Uh, it's a wonderful, uh, there's um, a free app and of course there's a, a paid version. The paid version I think is only about 20 bucks a year. So it's very, very affordable. Might be more than that. Please don't quote me. Um, <laughs> but I know that it's very affordable considering uh, what it does. 
And that's where you can have all of your social medias, all of the ways that you can be contacted, all of your downloadable PDF ebooks and um, register for this event or, uh, or you know, you could have your BNI Gains document on there even. That's fantastic. So it's, it's a great, um, I know that I've seen a lot of uh, spotlight presentations uh, of recently from new members. And I think that little bit of um, advice would be very powerful for a new member when they're coming in. And they might only get one spotlight presentation for the next 12 weeks, um, or possibly even longer. So you've really got to make the most of whatever that time is that you've got. And having that call to action just will bring you so much more value from that. Yeah, indeed. And could I could I give a suggestion on uh, for members that might feel uncomfortable having an ask at the end because yeah. uh, I know it can feel like selling and yeah, go um, ahead. yeah. Uh, let's say that it's a 10 minute presentation so you can do the math uh, if your uh, presentation is shorter than 10 minutes one tenth so 60 seconds if it's 10 minutes one one tenth at around about the nine minute mark if you have if you have 10 minutes uh, a nice smooth transition would be the words, and if you're interested in knowing more, and then you can speak about what that next step is. And I find that around it takes around about a minute to describe one clear step that's a call to action to the to to what is the next step for you. So if you are in a position to help, if you are wanting to help, if you're wanting to know more, it's kind of an if question. Yeah. Uh, if and and go down that path at about the nine minute mark and by the 10 minute mark you would have expressed your clear call to action one clear next step um, where i've noticed some members going down the wrong path or a difficult path is they start to describe uh, the next five steps and of course our brains can typically only remember three things and they can certainly re uh, more likely remember just one so when a member's going down a path of his five complicated steps to take, you kind of lose me at the first or the second one. So uh, pairing that right down to just one step, here's the one thing that you can do if you really would like to help, if, if, if. <laughs> Fantastic, James. Thank you. Really, really practical advice for our members. So um, it's great. Great to chat today, James. Can you tell us a little bit more about your passion project, which is a men's group initiative, before we sign off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, during COVID, uh, many, many of you and many of you uh, listeners may have experienced this in their BNI chapters. Uh, it certainly happened for me. It happened for members that I heard in my own chapter and it happened for members that I was supporting in other chapters. At least once every meeting during lockdowns, a member would say, if it wasn't for this meeting, I don't know where I'd be. I would feel less connected, less supported. I really don't know what I would do. And that got me thinking that uh, I know that uh, I have a passion in the men's health and wellness space. And it got me thinking that there may be an opportunity here to create online men's groups, men's groups themselves, where men normally meet around a fire pit or uh, 
men's shed around a table you had a men's shed tinkering away with with uh, tools and bits and pieces uh certainly wasn't possible during covid so the idea was born during covid and the the goal of uh, the the project is called man online m a n online and that's it, man is an acronym and it stands for men's accountability network because men like accountability they don't like uh, that they tend to repel when when they hear help or support or anything like that so they like uh, accountability they like to be able to um, provide peer-to-peer -peer support for others and the concept is six to eight men per group that meet twice monthly online so there's no geographical boundaries there could be a man that's meeting uh, a man from Bundaberg meets with a man from Bathurst meets with a man from Ballarat and Burnie and Bunbury and What's if I've missed any state there I'm sorry <laughs> For what purpose are they coming together? So what would, uh, what would draw someone to your group? Yeah, it's a, it's a really great question. The purpose of getting men together is to reduce social isolation and to increase the friendship circle that a, that a man might have. Uh, there's many instances in a man's life where his social circle can really reduce in size. Uh, change of a career, uh, men tend to socialize a lot with men at work change in a relationship a long-term relationship um, men often when they come out of a relationship are the ones that end up with a less of a, a social circle or they might it might be that some of their own doing where they've really withdrawn and retreated so the purpose is to be able to establish and develop a trusted circle where men can come together and talk men's stuff in a very safe and trusting environment with other men and recognize a that they're not alone b that although their specific problem is unique that the general theme of that topic is probably not unique and many others have gone through it and see that they can feel very well supported in a peer-to-peer -peer environment and they can also support other men as well that's such a great idea, James. When you were telling us about it, I was actually blown away because it, normally when you hear about people coming together, it's always about, you know, dating and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. You've created something that's uh, that's needed and uh, a lot of men out there don't know where to look and find it, but you've created something. So um, we can put that detail on our Facebook page, Brent, yep, with your sure. podcast. And are you happy for any of our members to reach out to you if they know someone or if they'd like to make contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be wonderful. The the um, typical age range, there's no age limit, but the typical age range is men 30 to 65. And it's uh, men who are looking for prevention as opposed to intervention. Uh, so men who are going about their, their normal day-to-day -day lives and uh, they are just looking for a bit more connection, a bit more man time and, and to be able to share in a uh, trusted and confidential space uh, what's going on for them oh well done thank yeah. you for sharing that with us and that website's www.manonline.com.au correct james just before we sign off and we give you an opportunity to do your weekly presentation what would be your tip for a member to achieve success in bni stop saying no for 17 years <laughs> yeah don't do what i did 
and say no to attending a BNI in the first place. But of course, if you're already a member, then you're smarter than me and you got involved a lot sooner. I would, my tip would be to have a plan. And that plan could be anything that you choose, but that might be how regularly you're having a one-to-one. That might be uh, how um, early you get to your BNI meeting. That might be what's going to be your call to action in your feature presentation. Uh, but uh, just like you would have a business plan or a marketing plan, what's your networking plan? What do you have? What 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 are the goals that you're wanting to achieve? And what are the action steps that you're taking to achieve those? Great. That's great advice. Excellent. And now we give all our guests a chance to give us their weekly presentation. Are you ready to go? Absolutely. All right. Fire away, James. Uh, well, I'm going to do my weekly presentation on uh, business coaching uh, as opposed to Man Online. So just by the way, if there's any men out there that would like to get involved with Man Online, please feel free to reach out. My weekly presentation on business coaching. <laughs> Did you know that a franchised business is nine times more likely to stay in business than a non-franchised business? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is James Grimmer and I'm this chapter's business coach. Uh, a business that is in a franchise or going uh, into a franchise is going to encounter many, many problems. Uh, one of those problems is how do I duplicate myself? How do I even commence the idea of franchising my business? So what I do is help business owners to be able to duplicate themselves, to be able to franchise their business so that they can have more time, money, and freedom. My ideal referral is two or more. A business owner that has two or more restaurants, two or more vans on the road, or two or more professional offices. James Grimmer, Positive Training. Two or more. Well done. Two or more. Two or more. I love it. Thank you, James, for being with us today on BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thank you, James. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Brent, I've just come up with an incredible idea. So I'm going to put it out there. You can take it. We can send it on back. You ready? Oh, we need to create a book of fantastic tips for success in BNI from podcast guests. Uh, it just there are some amazing words of wisdom. And one of the great things I just got from what James was saying, that whole interview was plan. Just who says that? You know, come in and plan. And actually there is a member that uh, I know in my own chapter, he's a huge advocate. He makes one day a week, he gets up in the morning, he does his CEUs, and then on another day he'll actually obviously come to the meeting and then on another day he does that and he's got it strategically planned that that's his time carved out for those Power of One tasks in BNI. Wow. Uh, so I got so much out of that. So thank you, James. I'm going to be a better member for that today. What's your tip for success, Brent? Well, I'm just going to go a short one based around feature presentations today because, honestly, I don't know how much longer my voice will hold out today. <laughs> so um, when it comes to feature presentations, it's okay to be nervous. When you're uh, when you're getting up to talk, and um, I was reminded of this on the uh, on the weekend, and you know how much of a Seinfeld fan I am. Jerry Seinfeld does a bit where 
Um, you know, all around people are more scared of um, public speaking than dying. That the person would rather be in the coffin than doing the eulogy at a funeral. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For BNI members, doing their feature presentation can be very nerve wracking. Uh, there can be a lot of anxiety. <laughs> there can be a lot of anxiety around it. And around that, they can do things that they can fall into a bit of a comfort zone and waste that time. So um, what I'd like to say is the more prepared you are with that call to action that James spoke about today, the more time you take to prepare, the easier it is. It's okay to be nervous. Everyone gets nervous. It's not what we usually do in a lot of your businesses. But you are in amongst friends in the group. And your BNI group, you'll never find a more supporting group of people who want to hear your message in a BNI group. And, you know, if you mess up, they're not going to tease you like you're at school or anything like that. Um, they're going to be supportive of you. So, you know, make sure you're prepared. Know that you've got the support of the room and make sure you have that call to action at the end. Yeah, that's great. And look, my, um, my performance background is going to come out now when I say breathe through your nose and then you, can't, you won't say um and ah. Did you know that? I can't, I can't breathe can't through, through nose at the moment. moment. But when you're yeah. presenting, if you breathe through your nose, you actually physically cannot say um or ah. It's a very interesting thing. And being Good nervous thing. is great. It actually means that, you're, that you care. When, you're, when your nervous system's on fire, it means that you care. So that's what we right. love to see. So thank you to everyone. Steve, it's great to see your face again. We've had a couple of uh, podcasts where we had to just record and send it to you, but you do a great job for us. Thank you for supporting us and making things run smoothly. James, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And uh, Brent, great job at National Conference. And even with half a voice, you've done a great job on the podcast. Uh, thank God for the mute button. <laughs> we'll see everybody well we won't we won't see you we'll be hearing from everyone again next week take care